Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, partnership alert, partnership alert, partnership alert. Living Corporate has a partnership with LinkedIn Learning an American massive open online course provider that provides video courses taught by industry experts across a wide array of subjects. Now, the partnership is because Living Corporate has courses on LinkedIn Learning focused on diversity, equity, inclusion for leaders, career professionals, and anyone really looking to upskill themselves and be better allies. So make sure you check out our courses on LinkedIn Learning by clicking the link in the show notes. And let's just say you don't want to do that. And you go to LinkedIn Learning on LinkedIn, search Living Corporate. We'll be right there. All right. Peace. Welcome back to the break room. We are really glad that you're here. I am break room, a one break room. Break room. I yeah. <laughs> Do they don't ever sing? Have you noticed that? And all oh, these that's not true. You episodes always done? tell me not to sing. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So uh, to our wonderful uh, listeners, uh, so Dr. Jide Bamashigman absolutely can sing, and he will totally uh, uh, give you some of those samples in just a few. I'm Dr. Brian Dixon. <laughs> I'm a child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist in Fort Worth, Texas, where I work with families and kids and everybody in between to help them live their best life, y'all. I want to kick it over to the melodical, the sensual, Dr. Jide Bamashigman, y'all. It's the break room. It's hey. the break room. Hey. See, I, hey. I've been trying to let that be our jingle, but I've been getting voted down. One day, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get them. Um, it's Dr. J. Babbitt-Shakespeare. Hope you're all doing well. Um, I'm an assistant professor of psychology at California State University, Long Beach. I'm a health psychologist who studies fathers with a focus on stress and health and depression. Um, as well, I'm a father to two wonderful boys and my wonderful, and I'm married to my wonderful wife. Um, kicking it over to Dr. Nikki. Hi, I'm Dr. Nikki, and um, I am a licensed psychologist uh, here in the state of Texas. Why is this so hard for me every time? I, I'm like always. Like, I don't know. I? What do I do? What is life? Y'all know who I am. That's what I'd be really feeling like. You know who I am. I'm Dr. Nikki. I'm a licensed psychologist, um, and I have a practice who that focuses on relational sexual wellness of Black women and couples, as well as racial equity consultation and training for small to mid-sized organizations. And I'm excited to be here today. 
Awesome. So as always, welcome back. We uh, are in season two and season one was all about the big picture. Season two is all about the individual uh, uh, stuff. And so we are glad that you're here. Uh, we always start off the top of the show with the T and then we're going to walk you through a topic of our choosing. And today we're going to talk about building your own black spaces. So it should be a really good discussion. And then as always, we end with the last nerve. Uh, but before we get started, uh, between the three of us, we have uh, three doctorates and a whole shit ton of debt, and we uh, we love being uh, yes, child. Uh, we love being therapists and mental health professionals. But let's be clear, we are not your therapists, nor are we your mental health professionals. So if you need help, we encourage you to reach out. Um, if you have non emergency questions, you can always email us at thebreakroom at living-corporate.com because we'd love to hear from you and make sure that you follow us on social media and your favorite podcast platform. So uh, I think Dr. Gide has the tea for us today. Is that correct? Am I getting it right this time? I, 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 so um, Insecure <laughs> is a great show. Okay, I'm just going to get sure, into it. That's I'm what people say. Yeah. Insecure is a great show, but mm -hmm. it's come to my attention mm -hmm. that you see what I'm some saying? Some doctors named that rhyme with Dr. Schmeyan and Dr. <laughs> Schmicky don't watch it. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not saying any names, all right? I just said what they're mm -hmm. with. Don't watch it. And I just don't understand because I do know they do watch another HBO show called Lovecraft Country, yeah. which I did watch. I will say I watched, but... Mm. Do you watch the whole thing, Gide? I watched and the whole, I watched every. I didn't miss a single. I episode. don't understand what your eyes and, and and ears saw and heard that mine did not. I don't understand mm -hmm. it. So listen, Insecure has been on for twenty five years. Twenty five <laughs> years is like at three episodes. I mean, three seasons in twenty five years. I don't even know. People have been talking about it. People have insecure watch parties. It's a whole thing. People I do did. all of these debriefs about it, podcast debriefs about it, Instagram live debriefs, but I don't get it. I watched probably the first three episodes of the first season and I just wasn't moved. I, I didn't laugh. I, 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 I Was I supposed to laugh? What was I, was I supposed to feel entertained, resonated, seen? I didn't have any of those. Um, I guess Mickey. like my insecurity is set up differently than hers because well, I just was annoyed with her. Well, and and so I'll I'll take a slightly different tack, uh, which is I don't watch shows or that I kind of overly identify with, right? So as a, a black gay guy in the world of what I do in psychiatry and medicine and everything, I, I'm insecure all the time. I don't need reminders of how <laughs> bad I am or how I don't fit. And I'm like, yeah, so yeah, it's the same reason why I, I don't watch medical shows. Like I did watch Grey's Anatomy for a while and then I'm like, you know what? I see this shit every day at work. I don't wanna see this. Uh, yeah, so I did like black uh, the black lady sketch comedy. That shit was fire, like hilarious. Okay. But no, not so much. Oh, okay. Nah. Gina is really shaking nah. I don't, nah. I honestly just don't get it. And I think it's because I'm too old. I think I'm just too old. To watch Insecure. They were like, I didn't like the gratuitous use of the N word, the gratuitous uh, use of the B word. Um, I'm not saying I don't use these words in my vocabulary, but it felt like every <laughs> third word was those words. Um, and I really like, I will never forget that one episode where she was, um, she had this idea at work and they were supposed to take the kids to the beach, but then she let the white woman talk all over her. And I, I just, I didn't, I don't, but then you're going to go do battle rap in the mirror. Like I, I couldn't relate. I don't get it. Just so then I gave up. 
I didn't all, I didn't find the male characters particularly attractive. Like it wasn't like it didn't check any of my boxes. I wasn't laughing. I couldn't relate. There was nobody I wanted to root for. There was no eye candy. Gotcha. So I'm not into it. So, Dr. Bamashigman, are you okay? Uh, and, and, <laughs> are you going to recover? I, 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 I hear them. Like, I want y'all to know. Dr. G-Day is really giving me real stank mm-hmm. eye. Like, what is, like, who are these people Ooh. that I'm on this podcast with? What? <laughs> the show's definitely made for 30-something-year-old Black people who went to college, okay? So, I okay. will, I, I can acknowledge that point, okay, that maybe mm-hmm. it's not in your age range of interest, perhaps. You it know. is not because we've established I'm old. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, nobody has ever said you're old. I'm a full Gen Xer, like full on Gen Xer. Well, and so before we pivot over into the building black spaces, because uh, Issa Rae is doing amazing things as a producer and absolutely like a mantra, uh, and she's built her own black space, which again is a very great segue. Um, I, um, I want can we before to... you segue like yeah. fully? Let me just say yeah. this one thing. Sure. I love that there is a black show on HBO written, produced, created by a black woman that I don't like. Like mm-hmm. that feels yeah. close to more That's of right. like e- egalitarianism and normative to me than the saying, well, we only got three black shows, so I better watch it. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that that's a good thing. I feel um, the same about Lovecraft Country. I feel the exact same way. And I'm on that, you're just wrong. It took a big swing and a big old hit there we go there we go there we go there we go and so before and before we make that segue i would love to hear from the two of you real quick is uh let's do a check-in a self-check-in how much if any is related to internalized racism so how much of any of our proclivities towards black shows is our own racist or racism issues. And so I'll start and then, uh, and we'll go through the other two co-hosts. And now we'll let's be clear. Them. When I talk about racism. internalized racism, what mm-hmm. I mean by internalized racism is I have wholesale internalized, interject, not, not examined, negative ideas, thoughts, values, beliefs about black people as a black person. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I, that's how I define internalized racism. Okay. So let me throw something out there to you, Dr. Nikki, and then you can kind of uh, coach us on this. And like I said, we'll, 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 we're going to switch to the topic in just a second. So um, at, at, at the show is called Atlanta, right? There is a show called Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then I think there's another show called like Pose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on FX. Yeah. And like for both of those shows, I have zero desire to watch either of them just mm. because I feel feel some kind of way. I don't know if they're exploiting being black or exploiting the black gay life or whatever. It just, Mm. it just doesn't feel right. And so to me, when I think internalized racism, I'm like, why am I not comfortable with those things is because I, I, I feel some kind of way about those two shows. However, like I could watch Issa Rae and Insecure and Insecure. I just mm-hmm. not to. I don't I don't feel one way or another. Uh, and so I want to pitch it to y'all. So, Dr. G. Day, is there any of that kind of feeling for you for Lovecraft Country or A Different World or 227 or any of the shows that you probably didn't watch? Were you around? Since you hate black folks so much, I've never watched two two seven. I, you know, that is. I think that's <gasps> out of my age range. Respectfully, respectfully, you probably yeah. have. I did watch Good Youngster. Times. Though. I used to watch that with my parents, like on reruns mm-hmm. on TV. You know, whatever. I, I you know, some, 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 some. Um, I think you know. I'll say that I think part of maybe my 
lack of enjoyment with Lovecraft Country. This is kind of like tangentially answering questions. Sorry, um, is I'm Nigerian and maybe I don't. I maybe as a not as a Black American, I don't have the same connection to it because one of my like good friends who, who's a Black American like loved the show and usually we're on the same page about this kind of stuff. But like loved the show and I was like, dog, I don't know what you just watched. You know, I don't know how we watch the same thing. You know, like. But he he explained it in such a way that I was like, it just felt so much more important for him that I don't think necessarily it felt for me. So mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. Okay. I'll yeah. I'll take Dr. that Mickey. into consideration. First of all, I think you are missing out on Pose. I really do. Like it's so. Let me my okay. So my TV watching is very complicated. So I don't know that I have a straightforward answer to you on that. Um, but my checklist that I just went off, like I have to feel like um, either there's something personal or universal, universally human that I resonate with, right? And that's whether I'm gonna laugh or cry or be scared or or whatever um and um it and if it doesn't do that then it needs to be entertaining like purely just takes my brain offline and sends me somewhere that i cannot engage with on a regular basis or it has to be like um comforting like i like serial like the um serial medical shows like one of them i all watch is chicago med and I literally, this past Saturday, I was getting my hair retightened and the woman who does my hair actually is a nurse. And she was like, what is this? And why are they doing that? And didn't they already do a differential? Like she, who is a nurse and who is a doctor? Everybody got on different, like she could not get out of her like regular way of being to fully enjoy it. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to you, but I find comfort in it because I can just have it running in the background. And then, or I need to have somebody that's attractive. Like I want to look at the eye candy and be like, you just fine. I don't care what you're saying. Those are my hallmarks. Um, and I think po- like Pose is just really well done. Okay. Um, there are some things that I don't watch. I think like, for instance, what's the other one with the ghost power? Like I don't particularly like drug shows of any kind, but I don't watch like cartel shows. I don't watch anything like that. But I know a lot of people love power. Black people love um, power. Black really? people love, love some power. power. <laughs> Maybe they love some power, and I've not seen that. Love some power. <laughs> um, Listen, and what's the other one with cookie? Love some power. <laughs> oh, Empire. Yeah. Empire. Yeah. So when that was all, but black. When I, I think they love power more than they love anything else. More right? than anything else. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Um, I don't know if I answered your question at yeah, all, but yeah, I, I think this is a uh, a perfect discussion because the black experience is so different for each of us, uh, even though we have common threads running throughout. And so um, uh, the break room is all about being black uh, and black mental health in the workplace. And uh, what we're talking about today is building your own black spaces, like how to curate and create black uh, spaces that are safe, uh, where you can thrive and grow and uh, and kind of own. And so um, the break room itself. So when everybody's talking about a break room at work, most times that break room is not built for you. So it's either too cold, the furniture is bad, is people in there microwaving fish. And they don't have no food. snacks in there. You <laughs> actually want to eat. True, truth. <laughs> yeah, the whole nine yards. And so one thing that we know uh, is that when you create the game, you create the rules. And so uh, for those folks who are listening to our po- uh, podcast who are looking to branch out, maybe they're uh, you're wanting to get into a new space or you want to invest in 
and other spaces um, of people who look like you, uh, we want to make sure that uh, we have a podcast for you. And so in the event that you want to build your own space, either as a side hustle or as your main uh, gig, there's some things that we want you to keep in mind. So I'm going to run through some of these ideas and, uh, and I welcome my awesome co-host to speak up as we go through them. Um, first off, but know thyself, um, whether you're going all in or as a side hustle, um, you need to know who you are so that um, during that path, you're not pulled to one side or another. Because once you start a business or once you start a side hustle, there's always going to be stuff and people and fees and requirements and policies and all sorts of things that are going to pull you off your path if you're not paying attention. And so uh, make sure you know who you are and what you are doing and what you want to do. Uh, one great way to do that is to go see a therapist because they help you. Uh, they can sometimes be a mirror to help you find out what your blind spots are. So um, so the first thing uh, when you're building your black space is know yourself. Uh, Dr. Nikki, any comments on that one? I was just going to add that, um, you know, if Yes, I, I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't disagree with any of that. I just was going to say, and sometimes you may even be able to benefit from a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody that is particularly skilled in a in a niche to be able to help you along the way. Um, I I just was re- reacting to you saying therapist because that might not be necessarily what everybody needs. But Dr. Nikki, I think everybody needs a therapist. Didn't we uh, talk about that in season one? Uh, we, we did. And I okay. agree. But yeah. also everybody can't afford a therapist, Touché. right? Good or point. people don't be, won't be, sometimes people don't be wanting to pay for the therapist. Ooh, so. ooh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, to the next point. So there is a um, psychological term, um, uh, a psychological theory. Um, about ed, ego, and super ego. And I won't go into all that stuff because I think that was Sigmund Freud and all that stuff. But one of the, uh, yeah, <laughs> one of the takeaways. So ego meaning self and then centrism meaning in the center. And so uh, egocentrism is when um, you only see the world from your perspective. So in other words, it's, uh, you have a very difficult time seeing other people's point of view. And if you're going to build a black space, so black folks, if you're going to build a black space, you need to recognize that the world around you is very egocentric from their perspective, meaning nobody is going to care as much about your shit as you care about your shit. And so I, I always coach people on that when they're starting up a side hustle or a main hustle so that you don't take offense because you will, you're going to run into some stuff. You're going to see a whole bunch of people doing things that are hurtful and negligent and all sorts of things. And it is not an indictment. It is not a judgment on you as a side hustler or as a, a business owner or entrepreneur that they can't get their shit together. So just keep doing what what you're doing, um, and which is why it's so important that you know yourself. And Dr. Nikki, y'all don't see this, but Dr. Nikki is smiling. So uh, what you got? <laughs> no, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, I think um, uh, that that's such a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. Like y- you, if you're selling a product or a service, you have to be able to sell that to people, right? Mm-hmm. In order for you to have a sustainable business. But the yep. other part is like, one, good help is really hard to find. Preach. So that whole thing about like um, having the right support you need and all of that sort of stuff, nobody is going to hustle as hard for yourself as you will ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever. Um, but that sometimes, you know, it's all about balance, right? Like, so you could go a little bit, if if, if the le- if the egocentrism is not balanced out, then you can create a sort of like uh, silo or tunnel vision. What do they call it? Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, okay. Where 
you know, you are convinced that this thing is the next thing and mm -hmm. it may be not. Is yep. that Ooh. right? <laughs> reach, reach, sister. Uh, reach. Um, uh, Dr. J, anything you want to add before I move to the next one? Because this is where I made my my big mistakes. I'd rather comment on the next one. So you go on that one. Okay. So the next one, y'all, is either pay now or pay later. So get your expertise at the beginning. I know that it will, and pay for good expertise. So it, it, it is always cost prohibitive to find that good lawyer, that good attorney, that good coach, that good therapist. It costs money. But y'all, Lord, have mercy. So the the money I spent, um, I'll just give you one quick example, and then I want to hear from Dr. G Day. So um, I thought I knew how to do some uh, some basic taxes, right? So I'm like doing my do, and I'm uh, you know trying to do this, and I I got uh, I didn't get QuickBooks, I got some other shitty software because I was like, oh yeah, it's free. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how hard is this? You just track your your expenses. And yeah, I think I owed like 16 grand in back taxes uh, when the IRS was like, oh, hey, uh, you didn't pay us X, Y, and Z. And I was like, oh, I guess you're right. I, I did not. And I ain't even trying to stiff them on their money. I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. And so, yeah. And then I had to go uh, not only pay the the taxes because I don't want to go to jail, but then I had to go back and pay the uh, the accountant to fix all the books when I should have just paid the accountant on the, in the first uh, place. And so, yeah. So, Dr. G. Day, what do you got? Um, you know, this is just one of those things. You have to just do it right the first time. Mm -hmm. You know, like that that's that's a lesson that you can learn the easy way or the hard way, but take it the easy way, you know what I'm saying? Do it right the first time. And that means sometimes you have to take your time, don't rush it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you and especially if you're thinking about launching a business, right? Or going going into building your own space. Don't rush it. Give it its time. Pay who you have to pay. Talk, talk to you have to talk to to make sure you're taking the time to do it right the first time. And you're still going to make mistakes, but mm -hmm. being methodical Preach. and having a plan, right, will always do better than you trying to rush it. Amen. Dr. Nikki. I, I just want to, you know, poke just a little bit. And mm -hmm. then, like, I, I, I had a re reaction when you said, take your time or don't, don't just do it. I don't know what you said. You said something. <laughs> I guess it's something that I had a reaction to, even though I can't repeat it. Um, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes I think I'm going to speak for black women, black femmes and my experience. Sometimes um the imposter syndrome or the perfectionism or the demands of everyone else around you can be so much bigger than your um, dream for yourself, right? Or that risk. And sometimes it might just require you to take the leap of faith and do it, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't say that you can't be strategic and thoughtful about it. And it doesn't mean you can't build the plane while you're flying it. So like, I, I guess I just wanted to put that other lens, that nuance out there, right? Because for some folks, they may never jump, even if they have a really wonderful idea or wonderful thing that they could do and be successful. But if they get caught up in it, it has to be the right time. And I have to have all the right mm -hmm. things, the infrastructure in place before I do it, then you you might kind of miss out. And I'm also speaking very much for myself, right? Like, I'm, I, I did the bare minimum, right, of like starting my business before I actually launched my business. And so I am building the plane as I fly. Mm -hmm. But the 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 stress and anxiety um, and the uncertainty that I have in this 
is a million times more joyful and manageable and purposeful than the stress and anxiety that I had working for someone else, not doing something that I love, not doing something where I felt valued. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, these this is where you take the advice and or, you know, commentary from the break room and apply it personally to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Really sit in who you are and what works best for you at this point in time for yourself to make mm-hmm. that decision. Yeah. And in preparing for that uh, leap or not leap, either way, either which way you go, um, uh, that leads to the next point, which is just learn about it. So the Internet is full of free information. Uh, I always laugh at my medical students that I work with is because everything that they know, everything that I'm going to be teaching them is already on the Internet. It's just how it's curated and how it's uh, how it's applied, how it is taught is a little bit different. And so I'm going to put to you, learn your craft. So there's quite a few folks who are taking on real estate as a side hustle. Like they see Chip and Joanna and they see all these folks and they're like, oh, I'm going to spruce this I up. I would never. Oh, who you tell it? And I, I just, I'm floored at, um, especially when it's something very mechanical, you know, something very physical. Um, uh, the, uh, it's really, really important that you, um, yeah, go on, go on the, go on the YouTubes and the, the other places and you can learn how to do whatever you need to do. So, um, next thing, buddy up. So make sure that you're, if you, even if you do something by yourself, make sure that you, um, uh, connect with other entrepreneurs in your space. Uh, there are lots of different apps where you can do that because it gets very, very lonely. And um, we appreciate y'all's uh, spirit here at the break room. And we want to uh, make sure that y'all are supported in everything you do. Dr. Nikki, anything you want to add to that one? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like having an accountability group or mm-hmm. a mastermind or whatever you want to call it, right? Even if it's an accountability partner, is so important. But I also think about the buddy up pieces, the other things that you were talking about, like building your team, having Mm -hmm. a good lawyer, having a good accountant, having a good coach, right? Like those are all things. Um, And I'm actually like taking advantage of some of the offerings through the Small Business Administration. There's a whole arm of the Small Business Administration that your good taxes have been paying for for your entire working career. Um, specifically for entrepreneurs called SCORE. And mm-hmm. you can get a SCORE mentor. They have SCORE webinars, right? So it might not give you all the keys to the kingdom, but it is access to free, verifiable, knowledgeable expertise um, and, and information. So there are resources out there, but you cannot do this on your own by yourself and do it well. You, you just cannot. Mm-hmm. And the last big piece of advice uh, before we uh, talk about things that we're building Um, is invest, don't spend. So the idea is that there are lots of things that you can go and buy, something that looks freely and nice and, you know, that may make you feel good for a second. But if you can get a return on that, and I'm not saying that capitalism is everything. What I am saying is that if you're going to take your hard-earned time, money, and effort, uh, make sure that it goes as far as possible. So, for example, lots of folks, when they are starting something, um, they will find a way to advertise on their car because they've talked to their uh, accountant and there are ways to uh, to count those miles or there are ways to count the depreciation. All these big terms that I don't even know. That's why you need to go hire an accountant, which is why I have one. So uh, find ways to invest your money so that your money goes farther. Because keep in mind, and go back to listen to season one, Black folks don't have as much money because we have been systematically kept from that money and funding. And we won't go into that 
yes yeah so yeah. <laughs> check, out, yeah, check, out, check out season one and so uh, <laughs> uh let's pivot to some of the things that we're seeing so what how uh, what black spaces are you seeing being built and so dr nikki has some and dr gday has some and i'll have a few and then we'll wrap things up with the last nerve so what do you see, what are y'all seeing out there black spaces being built one of the things I do want to say about the type uh, before we talk about types is for me, one of the biggest um, motivators for being becoming a solo entrepreneur, becoming my own business owner was that I wanted to create practices, approaches, ways of being a business owner that were more in alignment with my values. And I think that if you're going to think about building black spaces, whether that is your own um, um, entrepreneurial endeavor or endeavors or doing that with partners. Like you don't have to take the white man's tools into your, your approaches, right? Like how you engage with your business partners, how you engage with your customers, all of those things can come from a much more liberatory, egalitarian, um, humanistic way of doing things because you own it, it's yours and you get to make it feel and look like what you want it to do. So, you know, that I'm I'm just really big on that, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to keep going about doing life the same way that made me miserable. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just my own boss that's making myself miserable. Make that yeah. make sense. <laughs> so like if you're like p- really do some values assessments, right? Before you sort of pivot to do your own thing. And 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 it is a bit of a stereotype, but it's also very true. Like treat your customers well. Like, you know, don't overpromise. Don't oversell, do what you can do and do that and do that well. The worst thing is to like start to get notoriety and then you fall short on customer service because you haven't built the infrastructure or you're pulled in a million different directions. So I just want to say that. So building black spaces, right? First of all, there are so many black women that have pivoted from corporate world into doing their own thing. And they are all over the good Instagram and all over the internet and the world. I mean, like sisters is doing it. So you think of an industry, especially in a lot of the service related industries, there are probably young, hungry, black entrepreneur um, films that are out there doing it. And so support those folks. Right. So in building your black space, support other black folks. Um, And then one of the other things that I I find exciting um, is around this notion of sort of unschooling, um, right? So like even thinking about divesting from the public school system, if it's not working for you, if you are an entrepreneur and you're a parent, it allows you to have so much more flexibility about just how you structure your life overall. And you can have your kids start their own business, right? Like let's talk about generational wealth in particular. And so invest into your kids, pour into them the things that they um, are already jazzed up and excited about, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's just highlight that. Let's lean into our strengths and and start making sort of generational transformational um, wealth and legacy. I love it, Dr. G. Day. Any you want any you want to highlight or add? And I'm going to throw in a couple. Um, I enjoy building black spaces, particularly online. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's a great place to build spaces, particularly on Twitter. I love Twitter. You know, that's that's where I spend. <laughs> that's that's where I live online. You know, everybody has their thing, and I live on Twitter. So you know, just being able to talk with other black people who study mental health, who are therapists, who care about fathers, all those things. It's it's really special. So that's where I like to build my black spaces. 
So it's very apropos that you say that because that's how we met. Hooray! Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and look what came Did out. Did y'all of it. know each other before? No, nope. he's just some random oh. black dude on the internet. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, wait, mm-hmm. I still to this day don't know how um, Zach Nunn, who's the the owner mm-hmm. operator of Liver Corporate, how he found all of us. I don't. The, yeah. Do you know? No, we'll have to do a podcast about it, uh, how yeah. we all came together. Um, the two I'll add before we jump to the last nerve. So um, when it comes to operations, so there's a an amazing VC, um, Arlen Hamilton. Um, she is, uh, uh, Backstage Capital is her uh, venture capital fund, and she's doing the damn thing. Uh, but she just launched a company to help other companies with fractional help. And so fractional meaning, mm. you know, kind of part-time, but it's kind of a full-time um, spirit in part-time work. And it's called hirerunner.co.co. So check that out if y'all are interested. Mm. If you're starting a company and you need some help, I, I love that there's a Black person doing that. Uh, and then the other big space is uh, if you were going to ask me, you know, Dr. Dixon, do you have a crystal ball of what kind of business opportunities are going to pop up for Black folks to, to really maximize uh, is um, home health. So by our nature, by by necessity, we have been nurturers for lots of different folks um, throughout these centuries, even when uh, those folks were um, deadly to us. Uh, but we got that down to an art and a science. And so uh, there is money and there is a great good to be done in the home health space if you do it and do it well. And I'm starting to see more and more Black folks stepping up for um, home health for older folks, as well as group homes. Again, when it's done well, I've seen a whole bunch of shitty people do a whole bunch of shitty things. But uh, luckily, uh, that is actually slow improving. And so that's another great space in addition to real estate and health and everything else. So, um, yeah, so building your own black, black spaces, uh, like I said, Brian, all, what was that oh, runner? What was that? Yeah. Higher runner. H I R E R U N N E R dot C O higher runner dot co. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, it's all about the fractional CEO and CFO and administrative assistant. So if you can hire somebody full time, because that's what happens when you're getting started in a company, um, then you can do it fractionally. So with that said, let me, uh, we're going to pivot over to the last nerve. So, uh, Dr. G day, do you have my time, uh, so that I can, uh, rant and rave about my, uh, ridiculous ass profession. You, you ready? All right, y'all. So um, my rant for today, the last nerve is there was a black uh, female physician on Twitter who, um, uh, and I think she's an ER doctor, um, her little one um, uh, injured herself. I think she fell and had a laceration, which is basically a cut across her eyebrow. And uh, she took her little one to the ER. And when she got there, she specifically requested uh, that a plastic surgeon um, member of the plastic surgery community come in and do the laceration repair. Because in medical school, we're all taught that whenever um, there are cuts that cross different um, uh, depths of your skin or in different places, especially on your face, um, you have to be very meticulous in how you fix it or else it's going to scar. And because we live in this ridiculous ass society where everything is based on what you look like, um, you have to be very careful. And so she posted that and then um, uh, she went out of her way in the post to then say that she thanked the, the person, uh, the plastic surgery resident who came in and fixed um, the uh, laceration and that uh, she thanked the person, right? And she posted this on Twitter and holy shit, people were showing their ass. Uh, some of the colleagues, some of my white male colleagues that actually 
thought I respected uh, were coming out of the woodwork saying that um, as ER doctors, they've been they've been fixing these things for years and they could have done that easily. And it is a uh, it is a dig on them that she didn't trust them to do the right thing. And I'm here to tell you all, let me just keep it real, because I've been in this field now for 12 years uh, in medicine. People, number one, people who know the system use the system. She knows, like I know, because we've been taught this, that when things like that happen, you ask for certain things. So she was just doing what everybody else does in that situation. So that's number one. Number two, leave her alone. Uh, it's her kid. And if she wants to ask for whatever she wants to ask for, she can ask for it. Right. Um, and that's number two. And then number three is that's her lived experience. You can't speak on her lived experience and what um, what she wanted for her family. So y'all just just shut your mouth. Just uh, go go find something else to do. Go find something else to do. And Go get you some business. (laughs) That's all. Hey, man, just get some business. So uh, per usual, thank you all so much for joining us on The Break Room. You can follow us on social media because we love hearing from you all on social media, especially Twitter. Or you can uh, subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite platforms. Uh, Shout out to Zach Nunn for getting the Break Room crew together with Living Corporate. And as always, you can email us at thebreakroom at living-corporate.com. We look forward to working with y'all and bringing y'all black mental health tips every single week. So y'all make sure you rate us five stars. You want more of this content and you want to, you want to spread this on to your coworkers and colleagues, make sure you rate us five Five stars. stars. We're worth it. You know it. Let's be real word. Thanks so much. (laughs) Y'all talk to you later. Bye-bye. Peace.